Hi there. Welcome to Living in Your Vision. I'm your host, Haley Miller, and if you stumbled upon this podcast, it was certainly by no accident. You finding this podcast means you are ready to fully embody your most authentic desires and your most authentic self. My guests and I are here to guide you and provide you tools to step in to the reality you've always dreamed of having. There's no more holding back. There's no more what ifs. There's no more I can'ts. This is your gateway to learning how to not hold back any longer. And with that being said, let's drop in. What's up and welcome back to Living in Your Vision. So I was having a conversation with a friend the other day about vulnerability. Being vulnerable is not an easy thing, especially in this fear-based society. Most of us like to stay safe, uh, keep to ourselves, and not have those hard conversations or really tell anybody about the hard things that we've been through. Although what I found through sharing my vulnerable stories and listening to other people's stories, it can be so helpful hearing those because we can find relation and we can connect with one another knowing, okay, we are not alone. It's the willingness to share what somebody has been through, whether it's been absolutely amazing or super freaking hard. And the people that are willing to put themselves out there and share those stories, I admire you. And I thank you for being so willing to share what you've been through. These types of conversations and these kinds of topics really open people up to um, different perspectives and different ways to look at situations. And also just remember how grateful we can be for these shitty moments or these really amazing moments that come in in our life because it's these intense emotional situations and events that really shift us internally and that leads me to what I'm going to be talking about today um as I come up upon graduation which is December 11th woohoo I've naturally been doing a lot of reflecting and I can honestly say my college years have not been the time of my life I truly struggled being myself and focusing on what I truly wanted as many of us have experienced especially like in our young 20s um We've been putting our focus on the outside world rather than our internal world, focusing on ourselves. And for me, I was constantly seeking external validation to assure I was living my life, quote unquote, correctly in the eyes of the people I looked up to. So like my parents, professors, friends, and just people I surrounded myself with. I would create these stories in my head of how people wanted me to be. And my mission (laughs) was to be exactly like those stories. And if I didn't fill in the shoes of these stories that I thought people wanted me to be, I felt like I was disappointing them because I wasn't fulfilling what they wanted me to be. And the thought of disappointing people just depleted my self-esteem. Now, I was not consciously aware that this was happening until I started doing this work. It wasn't until I started paying attention and witnessing my thoughts feelings, and situations from a bird's eye view and being like, oh, okay, this is actually what's happening. You know, I'm not sitting here desiring to write these stories in my head, but this is what's been happening. So I come to you today with a vulnerable story on how I moved through a past moment in my life that was the catalyst for these stories I was creating in my head. It actually blows my mind how much of an influence one event can create in your life and how it can really be 
something that stops you from being who you are today. I've discovered that one of the many reasons I have stopped being myself or stopped moving forward as myself is because of all the misinterpretations and assumptions I came up with in my head. Uh, Through my practices, reading all the books, and working with coaches, I have found that there's one specific experience in my childhood that has been a catalyst for the stories in my head. Um, There is one very specific that has been played in my head over and over again my whole life, and there has been endless and ruthless stories for who I thought I was based upon that memory. And that memory is when I was in elementary school, I struggled heavily when it came to reading. I could not pronounce words well, and I would read fairly slow. Um, There was a time where someone addressed vocally that I sucked at reading and that I needed to be better. And I chose to believe them. With being a child and not fully understanding, I embodied what they said and believed them. So subconsciously, I continuously looked for evidence of not being enough, needing to be better, and that I was not smart. I was majorly insecure through all of my school years, including college. Um, I remember how my heart would drop when we would have to read aloud in any form. It didn't matter if it was elementary, middle, high school, college. I felt this through and through. Uh, My body would go into extreme protection mode. My reaction to these moments would actually make my reading even worse because I couldn't even focus on what I was reading because I was so scared to be judged and be told that I suck. Um, I share this story because I know many of you have a similar experience of feeling judged or not being enough. So my intentions are to show you that you are not alone and that these experiences can hurt enough to hold you back from allowing yourself to be you and know that you are enough without that external validation or that external noise coming in and telling you exactly who you are. No one gets to decide who you are except for you. Now here's the science behind these long-term memories. This is all in reference to Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's absolutely amazing. If you have not seen his work, I encourage you to go and check it out. Um, He is one of the many reasons why I do this podcast. Okay, so here is the thing about these past moments in reference to my reading in school. Um, The stronger the emotional reaction to a person, problem, or experience, the more altered internally we become. We have an internal alarm system going off telling us, this isn't safe, this isn't safe. That's exactly what was happening to me when the teacher would be like, okay, hey, we're going to get partnered up and read aloud. Ding, 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 not safe. Here we are. Um, Our brain is here to protect us. So when something feels bad or unsafe, our brain takes a snapshot of that moment in order to protect us from future similar situations. The event that we have snapshotted in our brain leaves a physical impression in our biology that creates a long-term memory. So when we find ourselves in similar moments of that snapshot that we just took, We begin to relive and revisit that initial memory and get caught in the loop of thinking and feeling that very same emotion, those very same thoughts. Just like my experience to this day, when I have conversations or there's an event that arises that talks about reading aloud, presenting my personal projects, or anything to do with my intelligence, I go back to feeling 
scared. I go back to feeling stupid and feeling like I need to be better. There's nothing that I can do that is enough. I have heard many stories from people twice or even triple my age who discuss an emotional moment in time from elementary school or teenage years that continue to show up in their present moment. Guys, this is a real thing. This is something that we all experience. It doesn't even have to be about what I'm talking about. With my There's so many different experiences that we can live through that will continue to show up until we work through it. From my experiences, that is where the ruthless stories continue to play over and over again. Honestly, it just felt like continuing to get worse. My survival system would turn on, my thoughts would go dark, and then I would then become frustrated, angry, scared, and hostile. It wasn't until I started paying attention and witnessing these moments when I felt hostile and scared where things began to shift. It is our own individual responsibility to heal ourselves. There is no one to blame because when we blame others, we are giving our precious attention, energy, and power away. Look, it is too easy to blame other people for what happens in our life. When you notice yourself blaming someone else, take the opportunity to turn that finger around and see what you need and give that to yourself. Um, There's this quote that was said in the Princess Diaries, and I know that it's been said elsewhere, but I absolutely loved it. And some of you will know what I'm talking about. But the quote is, nothing can make you feel inferior without your consent by Eleanor Roosevelt. And oh my gosh, that can't be more than the truth. These moments will continue to happen until we begin to notice what we are triggered by and then begin taking action to give ourselves the love and compassion that we need. I'm going to explain what I do when I find myself coming back to the moment in elementary school where that snapshot comes back and is like knocking on my door and is like, hey, I'm here, red alert, this isn't safe. Um, Most of the time, it's when I'm around other people. And what actually frustrates me the most about this personal development stuff is no one talks about what to do when you're around other people. You know, they tell you all the things, you know, you can meditate and journal, go for walks and exercise and do all these things when you're by yourself. But what about when you're with other people? (laughs) When we're with other people and we have these like feelings coming up, this frustration, this anger, feeling hostile because someone said something and we revisit that memory, where do we go? You know, we can't always run. And I find that running doesn't allow you to heal. Yes, I do think there are times where you can leave an event and I think that's great. But there are other times where we can really sit with what's happening around other people and heal right there. Because sometimes we can't escape, right? We have, we can't leave. And so that's what I'm gonna teach you is like my technique that I've developed Um, through my journey. Let's say I'm hanging out with some friends and someone's saying something about being stupid or, oh, so-and-so said this or um, something that just like turns on that, oh, hey, like red alert, this isn't safe. Um, For me, it's like, like I said, stupid, something to do with reading aloud, all those things. And so just like that red alert that I was saying, my thoughts are turning dark, my body begins to feel anxious and hostile. And so the first and foremost thing to do is just become aware that it's happening. 
your body's reacting, you notice that your red, red alert system's going off. Once you become aware of that, recognize that you are not these thoughts and you are not these feelings. So again, red alerts going off, feeling anxious, feeling hostile. First and foremost, become aware. Then recognize you are not your thoughts, you are not these feelings. Second, this is where the technique comes in. I find an anchor point because when we come back to that snapshot memory, when we come back to that past moment, we are no longer in the present. We have exited what's happening in front of us because we are coming back to those thoughts and those feelings. That snapshot is right in front of us because our body's like, hey, red alert, you need to be looking at this. Remember doing this? Remember being in that situation? Yeah, okay, our brain is great to be able to help us with those things, but sometimes it kind of overpowers us and it doesn't need to be doing that, right? And so we wanna come back to the present moment. So my acre point is I bring my attention and energy to a specific point within or outside my body. So for example, my acre point is my heart. I focus my attention and energy around my heart once I become aware and remind myself, I am not these thoughts, I am not these feelings, I give myself the affirmations of, I am loved, I am worthy, and I am safe to express myself regardless of how others choose to perceive me. This anchor point can be really like anything in your body or outside your body. I've heard people talk about like holding their thumb and just kind of utilizing that as like, okay. I see you. Your anchor point is, the anchor point assists you in affirming that you see and hear yourself. You acknowledge that there's a place inside you that needs more love and compassion. You're also redirecting your brain back to the present moment. Just like I said, those thoughts and that snapshot brings us back to that moment. So we're completely pulled out. Having that anchor point brings you back, just kind of like when you're on a boat. You want to be in that spot. So you got to drop the anchor, right? We're dropping the anchor. We're coming back to sitting on the couch with our friends, being at the coffee shop, coming back to where we are right now. So with that anchor point and those affirmations, you begin to recondition this cycle that has been continuing for a long time. When you try this, it will feel really uncomfortable and it's going to feel freaking awkward. You know what? You don't need to tell your friends that this is happening. This is for you, okay, honey? Like, this isn't something that you need to be like, hey, I need to find my anchor point real quick. No, you, you become mentally aware that it's happening. You are not those thoughts. You are not those feelings. Here's my anchor point. I'm going to hold my thumb. I'm going to cross my fingers. I'm going to hold my leg. I'm going to bring my attention to my heart and tell myself, I am loved, I am worthy, and I am safe to express myself regardless of how others choose to perceive me. So telling yourself that mentally, not expressing it to the group, you also embody that you have full support from you. You don't need somebody else to come and like coddle you and tell you everything's okay because yes, I do... I am vouching that friends and family and support and people in your life are very important, but you also have to be your own best friend as well. So I think this allows you to be able to really remind yourself that, hey, I've got your back. I'm my own best friend. I am here for you, Haley. I am here for you, Cooper. I am here for you, Maddie. Like that's 
what we're here for. So anyways, yeah, you're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel uncomfortable because your brain likes the familiar. That is why it is difficult for people to change in the first place. Your brain likes to stick with the familiar. That's why that memory comes up too. It reminds you. It's familiar to you. This situation rings a bell. Although when you are willing to become aware and dedicate yourself to shifting your energy, you will neutralize those reoccurring emotions. Your attention and energy will not be going out there. You won't be giving your power away to people anymore. You won't be giving it away. You're going to turn it back to yourself and utilize that energy to focus on you and be in the present moment that is being presented to you. Look, the only person that's going to be with you guaranteed for the rest of your life is you. Yes, we have our partners, friends, family, you know who we can really always count on when we take care of them, hear them, see them? It's you. By noticing these patterns, like continually showing up, these snapshotted memories, um, when we see it and know that we are not these thoughts and not these feelings, we approach it with no judgment. We can shift that inner dialogue. We can begin to work through these aggressive voices in our head. We all know that those voices in our head can be so mean, right? And how we work through these voices in our head is how we're going to perceive our reality too. Uh, this, doing this work and implementing these practices in my life has allowed me to see the world in a different way, has allowed me to interact with my own mind and my own heart so differently. I hold so much compassion for these patterns because it goes way back, right? It goes back into our past. But here we are now. This is what we've got. We've got what's right in front of us. And this is our opportunity to be like, okay, what am I going to do about it? I'm happy right now. What am I going to do about it? I'm upset. What am I going to do about it, right? We can sit here and dwell on how things aren't working out or how happy we are and just be like, okay, like, yay, I, I made it. Like, lean into these things, right? We have to lean into what we're feeling. And, you know, we don't need to dig down deep all the way to China to figure out why. It's just be with it. Be with those feelings in within you. Be with that voice. It feels so good when you can approach yourself in your head with little to no judgment. At first, it's difficult, right? Like you're going to approach it and be like, why, why am I so frustrated right now? This is so annoying. And we da, 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 we build, we build, we build. Take a step back and just notice that it's there. Continually doing this practice, like I told you, Notice, come with it with the idea of I'm not these thoughts, I'm not these feelings. Find your anchor point and breathe. Continually doing this will allow you to befriend that voice. Be, understand those stories that are happening in your head. Because um, you know what? These misinterpretations and assumptions are not real. <laughs> We still have that protection mode within us and sometimes it comes out and likes to vocalize itself in spaces that it doesn't really need to. It doesn't always need to jump in so harshly. It doesn't need to jump in. And so 
when we can recognize those things going on, we can, again, like I said, kind of tame it. We can befriend this, this voice, right? It's, I personally don't believe in like denying that voice or like pushing it away or suppressing it and saying that it's actually really bad. No, this, it's here for a reason and we can learn to work with it. We can learn to be with it because ideally this isn't going to go away. But when we can uh, implement these practices and these tools, we can work that muscle in our brain. And just like when we work out, right, we do, the more we do it, the stronger we get. The And we can continue to build off of that and add more weights on. Just like these practices, we can start with this one practice, the anchor point, And we become like really good at it. We we like it. Okay, so this is working. We can move on to a different practice. You know, that's why there's so much noise around, oh, do meditations, do journaling, da 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 da. Like that's a lot, right? It's a lot. And I think it's best. What I've found, we start with one, we get good at it, and then we add on another weight, and so on and so forth. And just showing up and being consistent, just like we do when we work out every day. Or even giving yourself a rest day. That's cool too. Um, but again, like your brain is going to be with you forever. It's the inner roommate that won't leave. You can't leave this roommate. You can't go and have it. You can't like go online and search for a different roommate. No, this is the one and only. And the best thing about it is, is that it's you. And you actually have a little bit more control with it than you think. And it's just sort of like a relationship with somebody. You create this relationship with yourself just like you wouldn't treat somebody else like shit. We're not going to treat ourselves like shit anymore, okay? We're going to be kind to ourselves and we're going to hold space for that little person. For example, little Haley, who was told that she sucked at reading and needed to be better. We're going to give love and compassion to that little Haley because it's affecting present Haley. And so in order to get past that, we have to give love to that voice. We have to give love to that snapshot that's coming up. So to tie the bow on this episode and gift it to you, as a recap, number one, we are responsible for our own healing. Yes, we went through some things. Yes, things were said when they shouldn't have, but you are responsible in the now. You are in charge of healing yourself. Number two, finding the anchor point. Here are the steps. Becoming aware of how you are feeling. Reminding yourself that you are not these thoughts and you are not these feelings. Find your anchor point. Hold your thumb. Put your attention on your heart. Hold your leg. Hold your hands together. Whatever works best for you. And repeat these affirmations in your head. I am safe. I am worthy. And I am safe to express myself regardless of how others choose to perceive me. I hope you take what you want from this podcast and leave the rest. Enjoy your day and I love you.